It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. We're brought to you as always by the great people at Today's Dentistry. I go to the best dentist in the world, Dr. Mike O'Neill. You can go to the best dentist in the world. All you have to do is call him. 317-849-2933. I've been a patient for 27 years. I know something about Today's Dentistry. Let's talk about the Colts. Then we're going to talk about the Pacers because this upcoming week is going to be phenomenal. And it's Masters weekend. So I have some wisdom for you who like to invest in an event like the Masters via gambling websites. But first, let's talk to Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich. Frank, thanks for joining us on the second consecutive day. I appreciate it. It's a short week. Your time is valuable. So let's get right to the point. I asked you a question like this. Uh, last week about your receivers. Would you would you prefer to have a number one running back, a bell cow running back, like the guy you're about to face in Derrick Henry, or running backs by committee where you can kind of ride the hot hand and sort of choose your poison as to which style you want to feature from week to week? Yeah, you know, we. I just, I, I love the players we have. I mean, you know, when, when you start, you know, you, and I think we have a really good player. So um, you you play the hand that you're dealt. And, you know, we feel like we've been, I feel like I've been dealt a very good hand here with our running back situation. Um, so I'm excited about continuing to do the running back by committee approach um, the way we do it. Um, most of the teams I've been on for a while, that's kind of been our approach and we, we feel very comfortable and confident in that approach because of the depth of our of that room. All right, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor for a minute. Jonathan Taylor, when he was at Wisconsin, he was that guy. He was the featured back all three years he was there, ran up crazy yardage totals. Here, he is not the featured back. He is one of three. He's part of that three-headed monster. Have you had to have a conversation with him as far as being patient in the development of his NFL career? Yeah, it's definitely a different role for him. You know, I have not had that conversation with him. You know, I know uh, Rath, Rath has had that conversation with him and talking to him all the time. And Jonathan is, as you guys know, 
he's the real deal as not only as far as a player, but as far as a person. So um, it's just part of the process of becoming a pro and thankful for him, thankful for, you know, not only the player he is, but the kind of teammate he is, you know, that he still has that fire, right? And I, I know he wants the ball 30 times a game like he got it in college, but, um, you know, he's willing to play the role that, that he's in right now and grow into it. So uh, I'm very confident it's going to work out for Jonathan in the long run. Are teams switching up their defense in preparing for you? Are they, like in previous games, playing a lot of zone coming out playing man or vice versa? What It, it seems like, looking at the tape, the teams that you play are doing significantly different things against you guys week to week. Yeah, that's why, yeah. And that, that happens occasionally. It seems like we've had a little bit of a run of it, right? This is certainly not the first time. It won't be the last time. Um every team has their own game plan. Of course, when you say, what's the reasoning for it? Well, you know, all of our egos want to say, well, they, you know, they feel like they have to switch it up on us, um, you know, out of respect. Um, I'm sure that's some of it. Some of it is, it's just, that's the way they feel. It's the best way to play the schemes that we're running. Um, So, you know, and we do the same thing. You know, we do the same thing on offense. You know, there are certain staples. We call them staples, you know, that we do week in and week out. And when we go up against certain teams and the way they do certain things, you know, we change it up a little bit. So um, that's the, that's part of the chess match. But the one thing I, I would say, just to finish the question, when you're game planning and when you're designing plays, if a team, for instance, is a man coverage team, so you have your plays that you love against man coverage, well, they better have zone answers. You know that because just when you just when you least expect it, all of a sudden it's going to be zone, um, or else you better give the quarterback the capability to get to a zone answer. You build that. You know you can build that into the play, into the play design, or you can build it into the call to make it an easy check to get to something um, if they're going with their changeup. Uh, those are the things. And when you have a 17-year vet at quarterback. Um, he can do that stuff pretty easily. So, defensively, what's your thing? What's your hallmark? I mean, it, you just feel you feel the you feel the confidence, you feel the swagger, you feel the you know the togetherness of that unit. Um, that they take a lot of pride in the way they're playing right now. Um, so, really excited. I mean, obviously, this is this is going to be you know an incredibly tough uh, team. We're going up against a great offense that can obviously not only run the ball, but has a very uh, good passing attack as well. So it'll be a good challenge. You know, you're a one and oh kind of guy, right? You talk about football being a week to week conquest. That's how the season works. Do you find it difficult on a week like this and, and difficult to communicate to your players that this is, yes, it's a one and a week. You can only play the game you've got this week, but it's a huge game and it's a national TV game. So there should be a little bit more excitement. How do you balance that, the need for excitement versus the need for discipline? Alluded to that this morning um, in our team meeting. You know, that was kind of the emphasis is that, you know, our, our, the deepest part of our DNA is that get 1% better every day, 1-0, and and let's not fall into the trap. We all know it's a big game. We all know it's a Thursday night game. We all, we all know what's on the schedule and what's in front of us, but – the great players and the great teams, when you just look at it over and over, when you listen to them, when you hear what their mindset is and you hear what their approach is, it's how do we figure out how to get better today? 
and keep getting better. And that will result in getting what you want. Uh, that gives you the best chance to get the results that you want. So it's in this business, it's, it's really hard to stay focused on that, on that mindset, on surrendering the results to focus on the process. Um, but that's what it has to be all about. That's the way the great players do it, the great teams. That's the way you can sustain over the long haul. That's the way you can navigate the emotional ups and downs of a season um, is that approach. Uh, I think that's the deepest part of who we are as a team, but we constantly need to be refocusing on it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. That's Frank Reich. He'll be on the sidelines, of course, as the Colts take on the Titans. Colts have got to win this game. This is utterly – you know what? We talk about must-wins all the time. I mean, that's a media thing, right? Must-win, must-win. This week is a must-win. If you don't win this week, you really put yourself behind the eight ball as far as staying in contention for an AFC South crown, and that was a stated goal at the beginning of the season. If you beat the Titans, you're tied with a 6-3 and three record atop the AFC South, and you've got to win against the Titans. If you lose, you're two games back. They're 7-2, and two, you're 5-4, and four, and they've got the win. And then the tiebreaker. You can kind of even things up in a couple of weeks when the Titans come back to Indy. But boy, if you lose this one, you really put a premium on that win. If you lose that one, it's all over. The AFC South, uh, that banner goes to the extent you have a banner for such things, goes to the Tennessee Titans, and it'll happen before December 1st if the Colts can't split these two games or maybe sweep these two games. Colts made a roster move. They signed DeMichael Harris to the active roster from the practice squad, and they waived Rondell Carter to make room for him on that uh, 53-man roster. We'll see how it works this Thursday night. Short week, which means a boring Sunday. I don't like boring Sundays. I don't like Coltsless Sundays during the fall. So this weekend, really, I mean, with Indiana looking ahead, we as Indiana fans looking ahead toward next Saturday when the Hoosiers would take on the undefeated Ohio State Buckeyes, maybe a battle, a clash of top 10 teams. Indiana and Ohio State have never faced each other while both were ranked in the top 10. Indiana's only been ranked in the top 10 13 weeks ever. In program history, they go to Michigan State on Saturday. While we're looking ahead, they're going to live in the moment. They're going to beat Michigan State. Then on Sunday, you don't have any Colts game. The following weekend's going to be a lot of fun. you got the Packers coming to town to play the Colts and the Hoosiers going to Columbus to play against Ohio State. How many Hoosier fans are going to repay the, uh, the hospitality of our guesting in their city? Let's talk about the Pacers for a minute. The Pacers, what a week they've got coming up. We know that Nate Bjorkren, the new head coach of the Pacers, is putting together his, uh, his staff. That is a work in progress. But next week, because the NBA and the NBPA kind of dotted the I's and crossed the T's on their agreement in principle on the new CBA or the amended CBA, the moratorium on, uh, on doing deals is going to end likely Monday. The draft is going to happen on Wednesday, and free agency will commence on Friday. What a week this is going to be. So let's talk about the Pacers. What are they going to do? Are they going to trade Victor Oladipo during that period? I don't think so. I think they're going to hold on to Victor. I don't think they're going to be very active. I think they like their roster the way it is, and I think they're going to give Bjorkren and his staff a chance to work with that roster and see if they can't move it forward rather than Kevin Pritchard 
doing a bunch of deals, going all gun, gunslinger, trying to rebuild that roster. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, will they pick up the option of T.J. Uh, McConnell? I think that they will. I would rather pay T.J. McConnell $3.5 million to beat other teams than pay him a million dollars, which is his guarantee for next year. The Pacers, if they say goodbye to T.J., they got to write him a check for a million bucks. I would rather ha- pay him the 3 and a half to help us than pay him a million to help them beat us. Are they going to re-sign Justin Holiday, who's a free agent? I don't know. I think it's going to be a real skinny market for free agents. So I think that if if the Pacers want to get involved with Justin Holiday, I think that they can bring him in at a bit of a discount, maybe the same deal that he had last year, which I think was about $5 bucks. We talk about that like it's chump change. My God, you give me $5 million, I'm set for life. There's $16 million over the cap, $6 million under the luxury tax. The cap and the luxury tax are going to stay at $109.1 million and $132.6 million, which is exactly where they were last year. We'll see what the Pacers do and what other teams do. I guess it all depends. Like, you could trade Victor Oladipo if some GM goes bonkers and offers, you know, Kevin Pritchard a whole bunch of assets for Victor Oladipo. Maybe Pritchard says, you know what? I can't pass that up. That's what these guys are. On one hand, they're human beings and players, and and we get to know them as human beings. On the other hand, they're assets. And if you can turn your asset into a bigger group of assets or into a more dynamic, functional asset, you know what? You do it. That's the way it is. The Masters start Thursday. Here's some questions and answers about the Masters. Can Tiger repeat? No. Zero percent chance that Tiger repeats. Will Bryson DeChambeau embarrass Augusta National with his length? I don't think so. Augusta has, people have tried to trick up Augusta for a long time. Augusta really is more or less undefeated, right? You had Tiger in 2000 or 98 or whatever it was when he went bonkers and won by 12. There's that kind of thing. Nicholas had the kind of length where he could dominate. But I don't think that DeChambeau is going to be able to get that done. I think he's too long if anything. Who is a solid underdog in this year's Masters? I'll tell you the guy, Matthew Wolf at the age of 21. I know 21-year-olds don't usually win at Mass at, at Augusta. You got to figure that course out. I get that. But he's played two majors and he's got two top fives in those majors. Tied for second and then a fourth place finish. He is right now 45 to 1 to win the tournament. He is seven and a half to one to uh, be a top five finisher. He is three and a half to one to win top ten. I'd put a little bit of money on the forty-five to one, and I'd heavy up on the three and a half to one because this dude does nothing but finish in the top ten. This is Inside Indiana Sports now. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, eight o'clock, live on Facebook. Facebook Live's wonderful, and then immediately thereafter on Periscope and on Twitter. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Brought to you, a very special Veterans Day edition. Uh, we're brought to you, as always, by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill at 317-849-2933.